0: ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer.
1: And now here's your host, Chickie Fitzgerald. Good morning and welcome to The Game Changer. I am so excited. Uh, we did a recording of an interview about a month ago and had one of those awful things Uh, to happen, which was uh, the audio didn't work and and we didn't end up with the recording. But I am just so grateful uh, for Dan's giving heart, first of all and that he was willing to come back and do this interview again. So our guest this morning is the author of Living the Life of Your Dreams, How to Stop Working Insane Hours and Start Living an Awesome Life. But I will tell you uh, from my first interview with Dan, you are gonna get that and so much more. Dan, welcome.
0: Great to be here, Chickie. Thank you for having me. It's a beautiful day.
1: It is a gorgeous day. Dan, you know, we always love to start uh, with you telling us your backstory. And, you know, people can look at your LinkedIn profile and at your website and and really see what it is that you do, but they don't always get to see why you do it, right? And so we'd love to hear the story of Dan Lefebvre. Absolutely, And, and I love sharing it, so thank you. Well,
0: here's the thing. Um, when it all started, like in terms of, you know, my ability to be an entrepreneur and 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 do what I do best, uh, I didn't realize it until more or less lately, the past uh, few years. But my parents had a business, it was a butcher store, a grocery store. And I started in that business under 10 years old, spent 10 years of my life in it until they sold it when I was 18. But that, that was the beginning. Um, but you know what, there's something that I think impacted me more and as I talk more and more about it I realize it was an accident that I was in when I was 7 years old and three people died in that accident I was in a coma for 3 days and it was a jolt to me that I you know i don't know the impact i'm still figuring it out as i grow but i think that it, it was life's second chance and but also it caused me to have a different perspective and and i can see that with my whole family i mean i look at them and i look at myself and i'm wondering how oh, am i a reflection of them <laughs> and you right. know but but that and that's how i start looking at the world a lot differently like you know i look at you know the the, the feedback that i get from the world from nature from people from my environment and i and I, I question you know what what is it that I'm doing to create this reality or this illusion, if you will. And Hi. so um, but, you know, uh, you know, from there, you know, I, I went to I went off to university. None of my family graduated from high school. So I'm, again, I'm taking a path of uh, <laughs> you know, less travel. Wow. Uh, but, you know, so I did this and then and then I went into a student painting business after university wasn't a great success you know, generated some money, but ended up about $3,000 in debt. But uh, anyway, an entrepreneurial experience. And, um, but the the thing is, I didn't stop there. Uh, You know, after that, I went and worked for a financial investment firm. That wasn't quite that exciting. But again, I worked for the biggest and best broker in the firm. And so, you know, I learned a lot of things and I learned about arrogance and egotistical attitudes. And so <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you know, what? and then, and then my brother was building a business and, you know, we, we started communicating. He had uh, produced about 150 dollars $200,000 in income over a few years. It was construction for wireless telecom. I didn't know anything about it and I wasn't happy where I was. So I, I jumped and I went with him and it was two weeks of being in the field, carrying a ladder, tools and all this stuff. And I'm I'm not uh, necessarily the, the tactile person he is. So <laughs> so guess what? I sprained my thumb, drop a ladder on my thumb. I mean, <laughs> but, <Right>. You know, not intentionally.
1: Right. Well, proper... we may never know. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. I mean, if I had a video camera, maybe uh, and, you know, of that. But so anyway, uh, so I sprained my thumb. But then I end up in the office. I'm there for two weeks. I start doing all the business development, organizing the filing system, the communication with suppliers and, and companies and so on. And I stay there and i'm doing the profit loss statements i don't know how to do them i'm figuring them out then here's the most interesting part which most people don't get the value of projections so i was projecting revenues I, like i had to provide some details to the bank for the loans we had but then the next year they said we need new ones and i said well i don't know what to do so i took the spreadsheets that i had created and added random percentages six percent revenue here three percent expense here whatever nothing double digit nothing beyond ten but I just started adding percentages, and guess what? Two hundred thousand turned to four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand turned to six hundred. Six hundred went over a million in three years. And I'm in my 20s, don't know what I'm doing, just figuring things out, finding solutions. Wow. And so, anyway, that, that you know, that's that's who I am. I'm a solution finder, and so, uh, and my brother's the, the the field guy. But we didn't see eye to eye. I ended up getting recruited uh, he wouldn't give me ownership. So I, I, I ended up getting recruited I go off to this other company and they hand me a $25 million project to manage in wireless telecom, like project managing. And I don't know how to do it. And they're all wishing me good luck. And, you know, the managers of the other departments, <laughs> I'm sort of wondering what's going on. Right. And like, they didn't believe they could, this project could be successful. Uh, so long story short, I made it successful. I, I figured it out. Um, you know, there was a lot of, people involved you know, dozens of people and i figured it out i managed the, the the budget and uh but but then you know that that wasn't long lasting a, a bigger company bought them and then i saw an outlet i went over to another company i did real estate negotiations didn't know how to do that i'm negotiating with condo board owners and landlords and all sorts of people that are way more skilled and experienced than i am but but i'm negotiating with them and i'm i'm you know, establishing these uh, 30 page agreements. So I, I do that. And then I went over and after that, uh, you know, again, I get to a point where it's, I've done everything I can and it's right. getting boring. And uh, I went over to another company and I did uh, real estate, uh, I managed a real estate por- portfolio, commercial portfolio for the largest landlord in Canada. They have, you know, 160,000 tenants. And um, so I started managing this. And I get called in, you know, within a year or two, I get called into the CFO's office and he says, I want you to manage this whole thing. I can see your your potential, right? And uh, I said, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so, so, but then here's what I did. I set up a real estate database. I set up systems and process standardized things. I don't know what I'm doing or how I'm doing it, but I'm just figuring it out. Um, I'm just resourceful and I have resources and I pull from different, uh, you know, systems or people and so anyway I I did that and um, but I did it very well and there was a year when I actually took 36 months off because they they are 36 weeks they let you take a parental leave with almost 100% pay and I was like wow I'll I'll do that so
1: (laughs) sign me up for that
0: yeah but that was my second son and the first one you know regrettably, I only took two weeks and I worked at home <laughs> so right, but right. Uh, but you know i took those i took that time off and i got to be with my family and i started having this awakening where it's like you know what am i doing why am i doing this why am i devoting you know three hours of commuting every day and 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 so much time and attention to something that doesn't really provide that much value for me and my family it doesn't inspire me and right. uh Anyway, I I went over to another company, I got recruited while I was on vacation because I was so disenchanted with working at that company. (laughs) So so within the first few months of going back, I went on vacation to Jamaica, I get recruited, came back, started that job. And on the 90th day probationary period, they called me into the boardroom and they said, this isn't working out, you're fired. And that was another, like the accident was my first, first of life, second chances. This was the second one. And, and I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty solid. I'm a rock. So I, I said, okay, well, you might be making a mistake. But then I called my wife and I said, I'm going to Costco, pick up a few things. I'll be home soon. Just got fired. <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> <you about
1: it. laughs> so, yeah. so Well, mm-hmm. I, I just want to interject here, Dan, because the, the amazing thing about the story to this point mm-hmm. is what I... Uh, what I hear and and what I observe uh, from our our first conversation as well as what you've shared with us today is that it's almost as if you had gone on a trip and someone had packed your bag for you, right? You, You actually didn't know what was in the bag right? But, but as you got to the places where you were, you unpacked it and found that you actually did have what you needed, right? It had been packed for you. And that's the amazing thing that I think God does for us in, in our lives is we, we go from maybe job to job or as a consultant, you know, I went from consulting engagement to consulting engagement. And was I the best person for each one of those things? You know, I mean, I, I tell my story in a slightly different way. But so many times I sat at a table thinking, how did I get here? Why am I here? I'm the college dropout right because I didn't go back to school uh, you know like you did I, I went for one semester but that that whole issue of having what you needed and then also getting the wake-up calls and and i'm I'm fascinated by uh, the implication of the first one simply because you you have sons uh, now, correct Yes. Right. Yeah, three, three boys. Yeah. And and so having gone through that at a young age, at a time when you can't even actually process the implication of it, um, you know, that, that God brought you back around to this second place of you know, uh, kind of the sledgehammer to the head, right? Uh, the, the wake up call of, okay, now it's time to focus on what I really packed your bag for. All that other stuff was practice, right? It was just the learning. So, so take us the rest of the way.
0: Well, you know, and to your point, I believe that God gave us more talent and ability than we can ever use in this lifetime. And it's our task and responsibility to develop as much of that talent and ability. So that's how I approach life. And so, um, yeah, so, so after that incident happened, I started doing some soul searching. I had a friend who was a therapist. So I figured might as well ask Ann. She probably knows better than I do. And she's older. And so, so I asked her and she says, well, what do you want? And I said, well, I want to be inspired and I want to be with my family as much as possible. And she says, well, pray for it. I'm like, all right, that sounds easy. So, uh, so I pray for it. And then the following day, I get a call from my friend Jamie's father, Ken, and he has a successful business. It's in network marketing, and he's been doing it for many years. And I attempted growing it with him in the past in my twenties. But he started talking about a new product that I'm coming out, and it's going to solve, you know, you know, aging problems and losing energy. And I was like, Well, I'm feeling low in energy. I could <laughs> probably just test that and see, probably help me. And um, so, anyway, but here's the thing. Because I'm listening, I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, Ken, you, you really can? God can? You can't? You want me to follow Ken and work with Ken? I'm like, all right. So, but I said yes, and guess what? I did six months of that grinding and trying to figure that out right. and so on. But it, it it's not for me, and and I had but but the unique thing about it amongst all that was I have another friend who studies books and is you know is a great mentor and friend, and. He gave me Augmentino's little booklet called The 10 Scrolls. And for anybody who doesn't know The 10 Scrolls, there's these these, these little uh, um, section, little scrolls in there that are only about a five minute read or so. And the obligation is to read them three times a day, every day for 30 days. So, you read them 90 times. And in those scrolls are little phrases I'll greet this day with a love, my heart. I'll multiply my value 100 fold. These, these are the little phrases that stuck now because I read them 90 times. And, um, So anyway, I was reading them, but uh, I decided to look up who Augmentino was. I found Dave Blanchard, who's the CEO of Augmentino. I watched one of his videos. He was announcing that he had a new book, and he said, buy 10 of my books for $200 and give them away, and I'll give you eight weeks of coaching. And I was thinking, wow, I'm I'm lost here. I don't know what to do in my life, and I, I would love your coaching. So I start following his coaching, but then I am flying to Utah to go to an event for the network marketing company and i look up dave he's in bountiful utah right close to salt lake city so i just messaged and said hey can i meet you for coffee potentially and uh he started we started messaging back messaging back and forth and he inquired as to when i was flying in and out and i said i fly out on a sunday morning he says come and stay at my house Mm. (laughs) and then i was like yeah i'd love to i said i have a bit of a problem i have a friend coming from minnesota though and he's him. and I'm like okay you don't know us you don't know who we are and and how you know that's safe amazing. or unsafe we are but he invites us in and treats us like kings and and that's this is where things started so he played a movie called the peaceful warrior he has a little movie theater with his lazy boy chairs and and at the end of the evening I said show me where you make your videos and do your business I, I like to see people's environments I want to get a feel for that so he brought me into his office and um, we started talking and then at the end of that conversation he said you know, Dan, I think you'd make a great coach. And I was like, oh, what's that? And so, so that, but then you planted that seed. And then I came home and Dave and I communicated a little bit more, but we didn't really connect uh, on a high level. But a friend of mine was studying Bob Proctor stuff. And she told me about his programs and I was thinking I, I need to learn some stuff. I am great at saving money. So I invested in his programs. I think I spent $7,000 and bought all of his programs, started mm-hmm. learning. And then the next conversation I had with her, she said, well, considering you know what you're talking and thinking about here, maybe you should have a conversation with Bob's team. I said, okay, sure. Why not? So then I do that. And then uh, we're talking for about 20 minutes. And he said, the, the, the guy in Bob's team says, you know let's get bob on the phone okay i don't know who bob is so why not and uh (laughs) so that evening i remember clearly i go to a network marketing meeting and and i I told him when i was available so right off the network marketing i hop on the phone with bob and then he's telling me all about coaching and the impact and the transformation and and i I could feel in my heart my bones and my veins i could feel this vibration going through me and I said, yes. And basically I said yes to spending more money. So I invested $20,000 in Bob and, and learning and getting certified. Wow. Um, but that's, that was the catalyst. That was the start. And then from there I kept saying, yes, I, I met somebody at an event where they co-authored a book with a few great authors. So they introduced me to the publishers. So and I have a book with, uh, De, um, uh, Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield and Dennis Waitley. And, uh, I wrote my own book and, um, You know, so this is this is the journey. And I'm just I I say, yes, I assess things very quickly. And I say, yes, I trust that life is guiding me. And I don't really think about it too heavily. And I just step forward. And and I can always look back and connect the dots.
1: Well, but one of the things that's packed in your bag, and I can say this more as an observation than having actually asked you this question, but is discernment. Right. That that your discernment kept getting more and more refined, right? And as these opportunities came your way, it was easier to say yes, quickly because of that gift, right? And and in our bag, isn't just the tools that we need and the clothes that we need to wear, but they're actually presents. And that's one of them. It's a gift that allows you to have joy, even in the midst of chaos, where you don't know all of the answers. And, uh, you know, I, I can recognize it in you because I know now that that really, I always thought it, that my gift was just faith, right? Right that I just trusted, you know, like like your boys trust you, right? I trust God in that same way. Um, but it, I realize it's more than just trust. Trust with discernment allows you to take a look at what's going on around you. So uh, I'm just fascinated with your journey, but I do wanna make sure that we spend the last 10 minutes or so of the interview uh, introducing the book. I mean, we really can't go in any, any depth into it. But one of the things I love about the book is the practical nature of the book. And that you actually begin with talking about how to use the book, not to read the book, but how to use it. Tell us about that motivation and why that was so important to start the book with that.
0: Well, again, I don't I don't like giving people fluff. I, I, you know, it's just, it has to be experiential, applicable. You know, when I consume information or resources, I want to apply it. I don't right. want theory. I don't want to talk around it. I want to know what's the problem and what's the key solution or what is a possible solution. So so that's how I approach writing things. So yes, so I started off by saying, this is how you use the book. This is, you know, if you're going to apply it, if you're going to live the life your dreams, you need to know the, the roadmap. The guidelines the system and um and and honestly it, it's a really experiential book it's very uh simply put and simply uh simply articulated and so uh it's all about designing your life in reverse reverse engineering it because steve Jobs said that we can, we can connect the dots looking backwards so i figured okay well why don't we just create the milestones looking forward and then and then and then reflect on that but consistently Not, you know, not like I did in 1999, I wrote a life plan, and I threw it in a file. And I looked at it, you know, in the past few years, and I realized some of the things were done, but not a lot. And it's because I didn't give it focused attention. And um, so 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 why
1: why don't people give it focused attention? Why don't they have a plan for their lives? Because I would venture to guess out of people listening to us today, that quite a few of them are sitting and saying... Wow, yeah, you're right. Maybe I wrote that down in a journal some time ago, but I don't even know where the journal is.
0: Well, it, it's not taught, it's not taught in school. And if it's not taught in school and our parents didn't learn it and they're not, maybe our parents aren't book smart, so they don't learn, they don't have mentors. Uh, so it's not something that's broadly distributed and, and learned. So you know so the key is that if we start looking at our life broadly and realize, we are going to come to an end, you know, and there's a beginning and an end. And all that we control is what's in between. And so then what do we do with what's in between? Well, we we better have something, you know, intentional, otherwise it's going to be accidental and uh and and it's gonna be reactionary instead of uh instead of proactive. You know, I, I say reactionary people get the leftovers and nobody likes leftovers. <laughs> so so uh so so the key is reverse engineer your life, design it from death backwards, but not just. Use And this is a, a system from uh, Michael Gerber in the E-Myth. You know, you, you're, you're on your deathbed, but not just how do you want to be remembered by your family, your friends, your colleagues, your clients, your community, those categories, but why don't you use a system? And I call it the Fave Five, which is faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances in that order, which is a tall order because most people are devoting most of their time and their attention, they're trading to life, for money, for finances, yes. and and I'm challenging that. I'm saying, hey, look, you know what? What if you lived with faith, family, friends, fitness, and and left finances, you know, to, to take care of itself when you 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 know you put those other things in order, and um you know and and so that's that's what it's it's designed to do is to craft your life, use those principles, but then reflect every day. Bookend your day. Start your day with intentions. Review at the end of the day. So it's just, it's intentions and opportunities. Intentions well, and, and opportunities.
1: Dan, would you please share with us, because it was so impactful to me, of how you're doing this and integrating it into your boy's life. And share with, with our audience how old your boys are so they can get a context around that. Certainly. Uh, well, there's three boys,
0: 13, soon to be 11, and seven. And so for 10 years what we do every single day is we practice the art of setting intentions and it's not those words where i just say what's going to excite you tomorrow i asked them the night before and then the next morning i say what are you going to do today that you said last night that you want to do and i remind them and now we can even write it on a whiteboard that we keep you know in the, in our living area and um and then at the end of the day we do what's called gratitudes and affirmations. So they express what they're grateful for that day. So they're reflecting back on the day. If they want to journal about it, they have journals, they can do that too. And that's what I do. Um, and then they reflect on it, but then we do, we, we repeat affirmations. So I will lead or some, my children can lead now because we plug these thoughts and phrases, and words in their minds for so many years, but every single day. So if we're together in the living room, which is generally where we end our day, They'll say one of them will say, "Okay, I'm going to start," and it's usually the older son will say, "I'm starting gratitude, and affirmations," and it's just automatic, automatic, wow. automatic. And so, again, I think of it this way: if Pleasure Island is where we want to be, then we better practice being in a state of appreciation because you know what, Richard Branson, uh, you know, is not on his island getting up and going, "Oh my God, another sunny day and beaches. I can't handle it." It's, it's too- <laughs> <laughs> palm trees please you know <laughs> like no when we're in a state of appreciation we draw it towards ourselves and right. we send out these thoughts and feelings our thoughts moving through our body so why not move some nice ones through our body so we can feel that good and send out that signal i mean thoughts are energy going out right so
1: um, right put them out well i love you know. that dan and you know again i we're just gonna kind of touch on each of the points in the book uh, so what you've just described is really beginning to visualize your ideal lifestyle, right and and your your story, right? and how you want to tell that story. And then harnessing the power of this uh, repetitive review process. You suggest a weekly review and a monthly review and also an annual review. And so, you know, what I'd like, uh, to focus the rest of our uh, just the few minutes that we have got left here, because I know you have a gift for those who are listening today, and those who uh, who access this interview uh, into the future. And uh, again, I just want to to read the titles of these three because I think the words that you use to describe them, because you know, if we get bogged down in review and journaling, you know, that sounds like work. But mm. what you're talking about is. Harnessing your power with a weekly review process and reinvigorating your intentions with that monthly review and then getting perspective with the annual time block. And uh, I made the promise to you last time we talked and I am going to be doing this with my husband because we're empty nesters. So, you know, we're past that time um, where we have that daily influence on our kids. I mean, we, we still talk to them as frequently we, as we can, but they're both off in college, uh, making their own choices. Uh, and hopefully we did give them enough of a foundation. But I wanna do this with my husband and I wanna go through your, your planning process and your review process with him because we're now crafting the next phase of our life as empty nesters and and where we want to go you know he's 70 he's uh, hopefully going to be able to retire sometime here in the near future and you know I'm still crafting you know what do I want to be right when I grow up so tell us about the gift that you have tell us where people can best follow you and I think it may be the same place that you're going to share with us And uh, I also just want people to know that you have a whole bunch of strategic resources and references in the book. The book is highly practical, and you're going to want to read it with a pen in hand and probably some sticky notes uh, as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, the greatest gift that I can give folks is the, the problem that we alluded to earlier, which is lack of focus. And, and it's not taught, so we're not taught how to focus, we're not taught how to craft our life or design it and, and reflect on it. And so uh, the gift that I'm giving today is called a Focused Productivity Planner. And it goes hand in hand with the book. Uh, if you want the book, you'll be able to find it on my website and, and uh, we'll tell you about that in a moment. But but essentially, uh, and you can just download it, you know, it's, it's, it's my gift to the world. So um, here's the thing. This focus productivity planner is all about taking what you choose to do with your life, because you have, you know, you want to have a life that's worth uh, living and also one that's worth dying for. <laughs> so, so, uh, but you know, if you think about it, how do you do that? Well, you you focus on the things you can control, and the three major areas are your business and career, or and your relationships and your health. If you don't have those three pillars, something's going to fall apart. You know, we know that if health goes down, everything falls apart. Relationships go down or your health use goes with it. And then our business is going to go down the same path. And uh, so, so the key here is to use this planner to focus in, on things you can control, measure your performance and reflect on that every day and every week. Mm. Because if you do that, then you're writing your own history. Which is phenomenal i mean we should all do that right so so the gift is at lafave you can get it download it it's free it's a plug and play planner if you haven't read the book the 12-week year you're welcome to read it that's where it stems from but you don't need to read it if you don't want to you can just implement the planner it's there for you to use it's totally plug and play Anybody can use it. It's built for a man. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, you know. So yeah, my husband so, will be happy to hear that. Yeah, it's it's yeah because I had other people working on it. They made it way bigger, and I'm like, oh, we need to dumb this down, and make it simple. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, well, I had this uh, woman Lucy. She was helping me with it, and I'm like, no, we let's just simplify it, you know, keep it you know, for simple minds. So, anyway, it's at, you can get it at Lafavecoaching.com slash focus. So it's L E F A V E dot com forward slash focus. And you can grab it there. If you want to grab my book, you just take the focus off the end there and you can see my website and you can go there and, and, and grab it. And it's it's free. You just get the PDF and and put it to use. But this planner is phenomenal. I mean it's help help people go from 12 to 16 hours a day, six days a week to three hours a day and bored out of their minds. Like that's the kind of transformation that wow. when you wow. put this to work, it can, it can make a huge difference.
1: Well, Dan, I am so appreciative of of your time and and absolutely of that gift. Again, we've been talking to Daniel Lafave, and he is the author of Living the Life of Your Dreams: How to Stop Working Insane Hours and Start Living an Awesome Life. Dan, I just wish you uh, a, an amazing weekend uh, and you know good luck on on your next call. I know I need to let you go so you can prepare for that, but thank you again uh, just for. Uh, the gift of your time and your generosity uh, and and your transparency because that is so important.
0: Thank you, Chickie. It's been an honor and a pleasure and uh, I look forward to reconnecting.
1: Great, talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas, inspiration, innovation with Chickie Fitzgerald. Like what you just heard, visit c sweetradio.com. C Suite Radio. Turning the volume up on business.